Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is Auto Line Daily for September 14, 2010, and now the news. Yesterday, we reported that Land Rover would spin off its Range Rover line to form a new brand. That prompted Land Rover to contact AutoLine Daily and object to the word spin-off. It says that would imply using a separate sales channel and that that is not going to happen. However, it sure looks like Range Rover is going to evolve into a brand of its own, even if those vehicles will still be sold in Land Rover stores. And speaking of Land Rover, Gascu reports that it's in talks with two Chinese automakers to build vehicles in China. Land Rover sales are growing very quickly there, so it's talking to Cherry and to a small state-owned company called Tianqi Automotive. Land Rover reportedly wants to build 40,000 vehicles in its first year of operation in China, but first it has to decide which automaker it wants to partner with. And speaking of China, now that Geely bought Volvo, it's got big plans for the Swedish brand in China. According to the Wall Street Journal, Geely's chairman, Li Shufu, says he wants to build at least three plants in China that would produce up to 300,000 Volvos a year just for sale in China. That would double the automaker's global sales. Part of Geely's plans include selling cars to government agencies, which buy thousands of vehicles a year. But Geely first needs the government's approval to build those factories. You know, despite all the interest in subsidies going into making electric vehicles, biofuels could give them a real run for their money. Bloomberg reports that plant waste, municipal waste, and crops could account for 65% of all fuel needs in the European Union by 2020. It says that Europe could produce 90 billion liters, that's about 24 billion gallons of ethanol. However, the European Union has not put any plans in place to make this happen. Meanwhile, in the US, the Departments of Energy and Agriculture have joined forces to provide funding to, to develop plants better suited for biofuel production. Wards reports they're investing almost $9 million to accelerate genetic breeding programs to develop non-food plants that can be used to make biofuels. Harley-Davidson workers in Wisconsin reluctantly voted to approve labor concessions yesterday. According to the AP, the union agreed to pay freezes, job cuts, and allowing the hiring of part-time workers. The company had threatened to move production out of its historical factory in Wisconsin if workers did not approve the new deal. But even so, the new agreement does not guarantee production will stay in Wisconsin. Management only agreed to stop looking at alternative sites, and the new pack is a seven-year deal that begins in 2012. Ah, that new car smell can really smell good. So Ford's now using a special team to help evaluate how a car smells. It calls them the smell jury. To test smells, components are placed in a jar and are tested in three different conditions. Humid room temperatures, humid moderate heat, and elevated dry heat. The jury, made up of five people, are separated when making their decisions so they don't influence each other. And they rate each component on a one to six scale, with one being no perceptible odor and six meaning it stinks real bad. The scores are then averaged to see if it passes the test. 
Obviously, Ford started doing these tests after the Transit Connect was introduced because the interior of that vehicle stinks to high heaven. Coming up next, a look at Nissan's new small sporty crossover, the Juke. We'll be back right after this. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. Nissan's newest vehicle is a crossover called the Juke. Seamus McElroy reports on what it is all about. We're here in the Great Northwest, just near Vancouver, and we're about to juke our way through the sunshine coast of British Columbia in Nissan's new small sporty crossover, the Juke. And where better to start than with the funky styling? Nissan compares the headlights on top of the hood to that of an alligator's eyes that pop out of the water. Other unique styling cues include large, rally-like fog lamps that are integrated into the grille, rear door handles that are integrated into the body, and the boomerang-shaped rear tail lamps are similar to the ones on the 370Z. While the exterior is wild-looking, the interior is a bit more conventional. It comes with the standard amenities buyers come to expect in vehicles these days, like a nav system, USB and auxiliary jacks, and heated seats. Just the kind of equipment you need if a car company is going to grab a slice of this fast-growing segment. Uh, you know, it, it fits in our lineup in the sense that we're trying to add vehicles that can appeal to Echo Boomers, Gen Ys, Millennials, uh, a very large demographic cohort. Second behind the Baby Boomers. They don't have the buying power of the Baby Boomers yet, but they're coming along and we want to be able to attract them into our brand by offering a vehicle that's fun and sporty and, uh, and styled like you. And even though the Juke is built on the same platform as the Versa, it's a little bit taller and wider, but shorter in length and has a different buyer. The Juke buyer is uh, probably going to be more affluent, more uh, image conscious, and more interested in sporty performance uh, as opposed to the value practicality uh, of, the, of the Versa. Powering the sporty package is a 1.6-liter four-cylinder turbo gas engine, which can be mated to a CVT or a six-speed manual transmission. And in addition, it's available with all-wheel drive. But that fun driving doesn't come at the expense of fuel economy. A Juke equipped with front-wheel drive and a CVT gets 27 miles per gallon in the city and 32 on the highway. Thanks for that report, Seamus. You know, the base model starts at $19,710, but if you add leather seats, a nav system, and all-wheel drive, the price jumps to over $25,000. And that brings us to the end of today's report on the latest news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.